0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Talk and Stock. Let's go. Hey, everybody, welcome back to episode number 24 of Talk and Stock. Season has absolutely flown by. It's hard to believe. This will be our second to last show this season. I am your host, Kyle. I'm here with my co-host, Trey. Trey,
1: how are you doing today? Doing great today, Kyle. Feeling a lot better than I was last week. Saw some exciting racing, and we got the championship four coming up this weekend. So excited to crown a crown a victor for the season. Yeah, I, I am
0: feeling a lot worse than last week, but I've decided to mask it with high energy uh, and get excited about the season finale, kind of like... Uh, you know, like the Super Bowl. I mean, how often is your team actually in the Super Bowl? Um, but it's always a big deal. Um, so I'm going to not take my ball and go home like the Chase Elliott fans and just kind of enjoy the moment. Um, but, man, let's get into, get into Martinsville. I thought it was, you know, a pretty all right race. The, sh- the short track package is kind of slowly but surely made itself a little bit better. So hopefully 24 is a, even a bigger step forward for the next-gen car. But Ryan Blaney gets his first win uh, of the round
1: of eight. And then uh, is that true? get he win twice or once uh he only won once because that once just locked him in
0: locked him in all right so there is first championship four for himself he will be in there it will be Kyle Larson uh Christopher Bell Ryan Blaney and William Byron the only uh man advancing in on points um going into the championship four tray. pretty big win for
1: Ryan Blaney yeah this is a big momentum win Kyle, or Ryan Blaney was looking to probably point himself in depending on who won um, and how the things would have shaken out if he didn't win this race. But I know for, for a majority of this race, he was actually above even William Byron on uh, on that standpoint. So I think that this could be huge for, for a young guy, a guy that the sport has kind of put on a pedestal for his entire career, given his background coming from from a notorious family, if you will. Um, so it's exciting to see him actually kind of prove his worth there and get into the the championship four we talked last week about Christopher Bell is a superstar. This is the start of stardom, true stardom uh for for Ryan Blaney.
0: Yeah, I think I think Ryan Blaney needed this. Um it, if you ever listen to it's either MRN or PRN, but there's a Kyle Petty soundbite um, talking about why Ryan Blaney isn't quite a star and how much we want him to be. It doesn't really matter. It hasn't happened. Well, obviously winning a championship puts you there, but I think he's there now um, starting kind of at the ground floor. You don't see too many guys start with, you know, maybe substandard equipment by really competitive team terms, starting with the Wood brothers, um, you know, working his way into the Penske car and now a championship four. Um, same can be said of Christopher bell with Levine family racing um and making his way to the Gibbs cars but I think for Blaney this is really exciting because he's a very popular driver um I think that has a lot to do with he's a pretty handsome guy um a lot of the all the women folk in the sport like to root for Ryan Blaney um Ryan Blaney his family has roots close to us in Youngstown Ohio so I root for him for that reason um but you know Blaney's a good guy he's popular it's good to have popular drivers competing I think he has a good personality, even though I think he's afraid to show it oftentimes. So I'm happy for Ryan Blaney, but I think the real story of the weekend was William Byron. Who's my champion this season. Um, Kind of a lackluster showing and and holding on by his fingernails to go to the championship floor.
1: Yeah. I think we talked last week about how he was pretty much a lock. And for a good majority of this race, we weren't exactly sure. Um, I knew coming down the stretch. I think he had to, and in, Once we got to the final stage, he knew he had to finish like 17th or better and not have Denny Hamlin win. Um, And he would have advanced, but even with that, he was maybe top 10, maybe finished 10th. I don't know exactly where he finished, but he was not running well. uh, Pretty lackluster, but I think he kind of knew that going into this. I heard him talking a little bit that he knew the car wasn't going to be great. Didn't they just haven't had it at, at some of the short tracks this year. Um, But I guess kind of some grit and willpower, you know, having a good first two weeks um, and gotten kind of lucky that Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex both had issues last week.
0: Yeah, I think so. To me, this was very similar to the championship for a couple of years ago um, when Eric Jones was still in the 20 car. And I'm not going to say there was collusion, but there was definitely one of those like, don't let whoever it was pass you. And Denny kind of got in because they kept whoever was trying to get in, in traffic, um, you know, where they just kind of survived and made it and hoped for the best, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. But that year, that I believe that was actually Chase Elliott's championship year, so 2020, it felt like, I mean, as a Hamlin fan, I was excited, but it felt like they weren't about to bring a ton of speed to Phoenix, which concerns me because I am, my pick's William Byron, um, but I'm not sure how they'll do. Hendrick has been pretty good at, uh, Phoenix, but this feels a lot like last year for the Penske cars. So don't count out Ryan Blaney. But you touched on it there. Uh, round of eight failures uh, for the 11 team. It seemed like the 19, as soon as they got into the playoffs, flipped a switch for the negative and just were really never themselves. The fact they even made it to eight was an achievement. So for those two, I mean, this is back to back championship force for Christopher Bell, but you'd still think that Truex and Hamlin are the premier drivers you know, the headlining drivers for JGR and they just didn't have it here uh, in this round. And unfortunately it sent them home.
1: Yeah. That's the issue with this current point system. You know, Denny especially had a great year, just about the entire year. Uh, Martin got to the round of eight because of his great year in the regular season. Once it got to the playoffs, wasn't great, but he was able to use those bonus points that he got going into the playoffs to just kind of propel him and just do enough um, but it it is a shame that you see a guy like Denny who ran top five for a majority of the year, top 10 for a majority of the year, go home because of a steering issue last weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll touch on it because it's certainly going to be the elephant in the room for the pod. Um, another year, another lack of a championship. Um, at this point, I'm sort of bracing it for myself for the reality that it might not happen, even though. There's nothing that should indicate that they are not a threat. You know, this is, I think they said five years of top five points. points. Um, they're incredibly consistent with Chris Gabehart. Um, they've been very solid as a tandem. Um, that whole 11 group has been very good. Um, but I think you start looking at it with the lens that, you know, I'm a big Mark Martin fan. Um, but I mean, I think personally, 52 wins now crown jewels all over the place with the brickyard back on the schedule. That's the only one that eludes him. Um, and if it wasn't for a, a tire break in a couple of years ago during the year that him and Harvick dominated, he'd have that one too. I'm comfortable saying he's the best driver that will never win a championship. I'm hopeful that he finishes with that. But if you look at where the sport's heading and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, cause we're going to talk about the 2311 cars. Um, I think when this is all said and done, Danny Hamlin, the owner, will also be a Hall of Famer. So I don't think it can be understated the uh, impact he's going to have on the sport that he's had as a driver. But going for the impact he will have as owner, I think, is fantastic for the sport. It's disappointing. I We've made our opinions pretty clear on the format. We're not the biggest fan of it. But the fact of the matter is, if you look at the Winston Cup points, his whole career, I'm not sure there's one year he would have won it anyway. The driver that goes up the most is actually Kevin Harvick, who I think has three championships. So that's what I'll leave it on. It's disappointing. It's sad. Um, but, you know, that's the reality of it, and I'm excited for for Phoenix. Uh, as we kind of move out of Martinsville, uh, big news, their big rumor going around right now is Noah Gregson as a potential candidate to replace Eric Almarola in the 10 car at Stuart Haas Racing.
1: Yeah, I think that we saw Eric kind of announced not really a re- retirement, which is what I think everybody kind of thought was coming and it still might be the case, um, but that he was leaving Stuart Haas, kind of a mutual agreement there um, to leave the 10 after I think six years with the team. So be kind of interested to see if Eric decides to find another team, which I don't know if there's too many open rides for that opportunity or if, if he does decide to retire, maybe just run some races here and there. But Noah, a guy that we did see in the Cup Series uh, this year, he had some of his issues, kind of got suspended there, got reinstated. So definitely a top candidate, definitely the one that's been rumored the most. I think he's a super talented guy. Uh, we're going to see that whole Stuart Haas team kind of with a a new look, a new feel next year. So would be a guy that I think you could count on on, on maybe uh, moving himself up in the ranks and kind of bringing that team back to where they once were. Yeah. Um... For Eric's
0: case, before touching on SHR, it's uncommon to see drivers be willing to take a step down and ride. Um, I can't imagine funding was an issue for the 10. Um, Smithfield's been such a strong sponsor of his, uh, even going back to Petty, um, and they really were the ones that kind of drug him back in out of retirement. So I'm not sure where he's headed other than retirement. It would be surprising to see him go with a lesser team, um, even though SHR struggled at. A lot of the year if not all of it um so that's certainly interesting but now we've got two jr motorsports drivers potentially at shr i'm a big fan of josh barry noah gregson i don't feel like got a fair shot at legacy um i feel like he was really the way that things have shaken out i think that he was given the job out of circumstance and i'm not sure that they were that committed to him anyway um which is unfortunate Uh, how quickly he was kind of abandoned for John Hunter Nemechek starting next year when they go to Toyota, I'm sure JHM will be uh, pretty solid. I expect legacy to be very competitive within a few years because Toyota's backing has meant something uh, even for 2311 had relatively immediate success. So I wouldn't be uh, willing to count out that team uh, as just an also ran just yet. Um, But it's unfortunate for Noah that he didn't get the best chance. So I hope he finds himself a solid ride um in uh in the cup series and it could very well be at shr but as we touched on earlier um the 2311 cars rocking a star wars theme it was a very cool ad with uh, luke skywalker mark hamill um with bubba wallace you know they've got the fire suit down the cars look great and i think that's absolutely fantastic attracts new young uh viewership um some fans of star wars could finally find or you know i know blaney's a big fan i know that there's fans like myself that like star wars but you know, maybe if you're uh, someone that's more of a movie person, you're like, you know, maybe give this NASCAR thing a shot. So I think that's absolutely great. Um, but just want to get that out there. Uh, and, and, Trey, you uh, wanted to speak on the Xfinity situation. You watched the race. I wasn't able to. I was
1: in South Bend. Um, but uh, tell you what, some absolute fireworks happened on Saturday. Yeah, so speaking of guys kind of switching teams there, so you got Sheldon Creed uh, in the two RCR car. Uh, was going for his first win in the Xfinity series. So would have got himself into the championship for along with his teammate, Austin Hill. Uh, if it wasn't for some beating and banging uh, that eventually allowed Justin Allgaier to get the win and proceeded to have Richard Childress give the comment that Sheldon Creed was the stupidest driver that has ever driven for him, which is saying something because there has been quite a few of them over the years, but some, some it, may have been related to him. Right, exactly. I was going to say, I think he has two grandsons that could easily fit that category. Uh, but I don't know. As a new Richard Childress fan as of this year because of Kyle Busch, I don't necessarily love the comments because I think that Sheldon Creed was doing all he could to get his first win, not only his first win, a win that would have put him into the championship. And you have a guy that like Austin Hill who all he had to do was not wreck And he was into the championship. And because he decided to be aggressive and push it to the limits, they both kind of got together. Austin completely wrecked out. Sheldon just lost just enough speed that uh, Justin Allgaier was able to get the win. So a lot of fireworks, a lot of excitement that you don't necessarily think of when you think of either the truck series or the Xfinity series. But guys that we're going to eventually see. Uh, here in the cup series over the next couple of years and guys that could be superstars in the cup series already having some fireworks. So a lot of excitement building, Uh, be interested to see uh, where those two end up over the next couple of years. Cause I think Austin Hill probably next, not next year, but the year after will be in the cup series, probably at one of the top teams.
0: Yeah. Austin Hill showed a lot of potential. And I think for Richard's comments, this is kind of a compounding thing. Um, I think it was Hill. You said, um, Uh, his comments you know hinting at jgr being uh the xfinity program where sheldon creed's going to go next season that there'll be twice in a couple years that they lost a driver to toyota tyler reddick being the last one uh going over to twenty three eleven racing i think that there could be some animosity there maybe not necessarily with toyota but uh kind of leaving uh mid-season negotiations i think that there could be some frustration there and when you have someone that is committed like Austin Hill, you would probably rather see them get to victory lane. And uh, when the situation transpires like it did on Saturday, nobody's a winner. So definitely a very tough situation, but to reiterate what you said, I'm not sure. I mean, that's just racing, you know, yeah. it's hard to take the spirit out of the driver.
1: It's not necessarily a great look for, you know, Richard's trying to bring himself back to, to prominence, you know, uh, after all the years, you know, Kevin Harvick being there and, and Dale Earnhardt being there, now Kyle Busch is there. So you're really, obviously, Richard's one of the biggest names in motorsports, but a team that hasn't had the success that others like JGR or Hendrick have had over the last couple of years, you got to find a way to kind of keep those top-tier drivers. And I don't necessarily know if Sheldon Creed is that guy or not. I think it's a little too early to tell. Uh, But comments like that I think can steer a lot of guys away uh, from maybe wanting to join the, the rcr team or or uh partnering with richard in the future
0: yeah i think that's one of those things where in a post-game presser you don't really want to see your head coach you know and you know kind of metaphorical terms go out there and blame the players uh you know it takes some responsibility on the organization end and just say you're going to reevaluate it and you know kind of keep all the animosity kind of in the building but uh, obviously things kind of spilled over on the track and in the uh in the media room but uh Certainly interesting, the Xfinity Championship will also be interesting this weekend, but as we move to Phoenix this Sunday, it will be at 3 p.m. on NBC, our season finale, the culmination of a season, kind of, um, but certainly the culmination of the round of H results. Uh, We're going to have, like I said earlier, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, and William Byron competing for a
1: championship. Only one former champion being Kyle Larson. Trey, what do we have in store for us this Sunday? I think we are in store for another Kyle Larson championship, but he comes in <laughs> with the most experience. He's been one of the hotter drivers over the last couple of weeks. And I think even times when he hasn't found himself in victory lane or running top five, it's typically because he got wrecked out or maybe he made the mistake and wrecked out, but it hasn't been because his car just hasn't been great. They've put a lot of rocket ships out there and Hendrick always comes to play at Phoenix in the, in the championship. So I think that we're going to see that he also brings the experience. Uh, only Christopher Bell is the only other one in this round of four that has any kind of championship experience, which I think is a big thing. You know, you hear it in every sport. You know, you get the pregame jitters, you get the the nerves, the and what that usually leads to is mistakes. And the guys that have been there don't make those mistakes. So I think that that benefits Kyle Larson especially, but also Christopher Bell. But we haven't seen it out of the Toyotas to to put your hat on, on Christopher Bell at Phoenix.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Kyle Larson is the oldest driver in this four man field at 31 years old. So it's an extremely young crowd all around. Uh, We mentioned that he's the only person that's really been there competing for it other than I guess Bell is is his second appearance, but they weren't necessarily a threat uh, in Joey Logano's championship race last season. Toyota has just flat out not been great at Phoenix. I would probably anticipate something similar to continue. Um, and even if they are faster, are they going to outrun 200 cars? And obviously, Penske won the championship last year with Joey Logano, who's a fantastic Hall of Fame driver, but they just haven't had the speed. So I don't want to rule them out. Chris Rebell is a good driver, but certainly an underdog when it comes to this weekend. But as far as Kyle Larson, I've been banging the drum as, you know, he's the most talented guy there, he's the best driver in the field. He, can take, he was successful at Canassi with, I would say, subpar equipment, but not Hendrick equipment. So you combine those two things, you really are in store for some fireworks, obviously a championship already. They've been to the championship for a few times now. This is going to be an exciting race. I think from the perspective of the two Hendrick cars are going to be competing for the win. Um, Skill-wise, I go with Kyle Larson over William Byron, but for myself, Having picked William Byron when we started the championship hunt, I think that this is Willie B's year in theory. So I'm going to root for William Byron. He's never won, but uh, it is a little tiring seeing who can be the best Hendrick Carr in a given day to decide the season champion.
1: Yes, but this feels a little bit like last year. You know, I don't think Anybody was really talking about Joey Logano last year. I mean, they talked about him because he was in the championship four. The same way we're talking about Ryan Blaney and Christopher Bell. But with that being said, Ryan Blaney's from that same team, from that same Penske team, a team that's put some good uh, forwards on the track at Phoenix over the years. So I I wouldn't be a hundred percent shocked to see that. I think that the talent and the experience leads more towards the Hendricks guys. Um, but let's not count out the 12 of Ryan Blaney. He's also in the last, you know, month and a half, two months has driven really well. He has a couple of wins in that span and and has basically pointed himself in this weekend. Just even though he won, he would have pointed himself in. So pretty excited to see what he can bring to the table this weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I remember last year, I listened to Dylan, Hard juniors podcast nobody even less than christopher bell they were talking about joey logano joey logano for someone that had won a championship was pegged to being also ran in the race comes home a champion kind of dominated that race um so i wouldn't sleep on ryan blaney he's young he's not low not joey logano um but uh, i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't be too quick to count out ryan blaney i think that's a very good point trey we already kind of touched on it you're going with Kyle larson I'm going with uh, William Byron. Um, We're not going to be picking because officially, mathematically, Trey, you are the season champion. So a round of applause, please, for you. The final standings will read 40 to 30. A couple clutch race wins in the playoffs. Distance yourself. Uh, We both tagged a point for the 11 last week, but a bridge too far without me getting a victory. So 40 to 30, Trey, the 2023 season champion.
1: Well, that's if we're going on Winston Cup points here. If we're going by the <laughs> playoff points, and I guess we still have one more race. But no, uh, I, I I owe it to my fans, to my parents, to my family for this one. Uh, meant a lot to me. Uh, a lot of fun doing this. I think I think we did pretty well, honestly. I mean, it it's tough, especially in the regular season, because it is truly anyone's game. And I guess even in the playoffs, it's anyone's game. But you got to kind of figure. It's, you know, one of the 16 or one of the 12 or one of the eight that's going to end up in victory lane just because they're they're the ones that are motivated more. They have more on the line every week.
0: Yeah, it was uh, a long season. I I agree with what you say. Um, it's difficult to pick race winners. We picked more than a few. Um, I'd say between us, we were around seven at least so. Pretty pretty good on us. So maybe we should actually start betting these um weekly because we didn't find we didn't go too bad. Maybe next season we'll review maybe a little bit more of a, a betting segment. because um, that is so popular with the online sports books. But as I said, Trey 2023 season champion. To reiterate, Trey's going with Kyle Larson this weekend. I'm going with William Byron. So let's see who out of that two horse race that we're kind of anticipating, uh, who comes home with the win. But like like I said, and like Trey said. Don't sleep on Penske and maybe Toyota found something and we get a a JGR championship for the first time in a little while. Uh, I know my personal feelings will be certainly rooting for Christopher Bell. But as we finish up here, we'll go to our Twitter question. I think a good question with Phoenix being Kevin Harvick's last race before retirement, joining the Fox sports booth next season. What is your favorite Kevin Harvick memory?
1: So the first one that jumps out to me, I'm going to say, Maybe it was like late 2000s, 2010, 2011, some, somewhere in that time frame at the Coke 600 in, in Charlotte. Um, it came down to a fuel mileage race. And personally, I was not a huge Dale Jr. fan. Um, I've respected him, respected his dad, all of that. I get that. Uh, but I grew up a petty fan. So like we kind of distanced ourselves from, uh, from the Earnhardts. Uh, And Dale Earnhardt Jr. was winning the race. And he got into like turn three. You could see him start sputtering. He's out of gas. And then up comes, I believe it was Denny Hamlin. Same thing. He passes Dale Earnhardt. He gets into like the middle of three. He's out of gas. And then Kevin Harvick took it home. I guess he had just enough gas. I don't even know if he made it to victory lane. But that that was one of those like, oh, oh, kind of like crazy, exciting, like didn't know what was happening kind of in the moment things.
0: Yeah, there's so many. Kevin Harvick, such a great career. Obviously, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, great ambassador of the sport. Great personality. On track, it's hard to pick one moment. I would say the 2020 season, when I think him and Hamlin combined for like 15 wins, that I would say on track is my favorite thing. Because it was just like, which one of these guys is going to come home with it today? Um, I remember they split when they were doing the Pocono doubleheader. Um, they split that. And the first day of the racing, um, Harvick won, second went to Denny. And the first day was like back and forth. And I remember listening to it coming home from vacation. That was fantastic. Just the intensity was like, those MRN guys do such a good job. But it's like, can you catch them? Uh, It came down to just basically uh, restarting and pit stops and, you know, time. But uh, really great there. Off track, um, always mention I'm a Tony Stewart fan at heart. Growing up Tony Stewart fan. There's a like a roast basically of Tony Stewart, and some of Harvick's comments are absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, so Kevin Harvick, um, I remember playing with a 29 good wrench car. So it'll be sad to see him go. One of the originals from from our childhood, but man, really a fantastic career. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're gonna have a big show for you as we wrap up the season and kind of crown our champion uh next Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever we record and get that out for you. Uh next thursday and just recap this whole season but thanks for listening with us watching with us this year hopefully we have a fantastic show for us in phoenix and uh we'll see you then so take care everybody